Thank you, Pastor. Yeah, I would like to uh, share a few thoughts and and some scripture this morning to uh, help us to prepare our hearts for the Lord's table. A special time for each and every one of us when we have the opportunity to remember and consider the benefits that we have through the death and resurrection of our Lord and Saviour. Special thoughts for special times. In <coughs> Second Timothy and uh, chapter three and verse sixteen, the Apostle Paul, as an encouragement to Timothy, wrote these words, and we're all familiar with them. Where the Apostle Paul said, "All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof." for correction and for instruction in righteousness. And we know that all scripture is profitable for us and that's been set down plainly here in this passage. But all scripture is not quite readily uh, in our hearts and our minds as other passages that we call, refer to as favourite passages of scripture that that we, we remember readily and, it, uh, and we carry them in our hearts and our minds and um, they become our favourite verses and passages. We'll probably all remember John 3.16 more readily than we remember the, the names of all the people working on the wall for Nehemiah. Uh, a lot of that scripture very hard to uh, remember. But a lot of key verses teach us the important doctrines that we have, those important doctrines for both Jews and Gentiles and the verses that give us hope in times of trouble, times of when we need consolation. We can recall these verses to memory and the power that they give to us. And the fact that in many of these verses it speak about the power of sin being broken and we can have consolation and comfort from that. And a few of the other verses that I would like to share this morning with regard to the comfort that the Word gives us. Uh, I'm looking at Matthew and chapter 3 and perhaps if you'd like to turn there some of these verses bring hope to a world that is struggling and we know that the world at the moment is really struggling with the economy and the political situation that we find ourselves in. And a few excerpts from Matthew chapter 3 and as we go down there we can see John the Baptist preaching and saying, Repent ye! For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And further down, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Another, another passage in John's Gospel over in chapter 1 and verse 29. John the Baptist saying, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. 
You notice here that he used the word behold. It means both to see with your eyes and to understand with your heart. It's a, it's a word with two meanings. See with your eyes and understand with your heart. A few other verses here that gives us, give us a, a vivid picture of what was going on here when John was baptising in the Jordan River. Jews and Gentiles, John drew a crowd, both Jews and Gentiles, and Pharisees as well. John addressing them was saying, O generation of vipers, who has warned you to flee from the wrath to come? He goes on then to say in another verse, Bring forth therefore fruits meet for repentance. Fruits meet for repentance. Contrition, confession. And we have the opportunity today to come to the table confessing our shortcomings and celebrating the fact that our sins have been forgiven. And we know in the Bible record that the Jews were not very good at confession. A few people here at the Jordan accepted Jesus Christ as their saviour, knowing that there was a redeemer to come. But basically the Pharisees and the Sadducees had no idea that they needed to repent. They were hiding behind the prophet Moses and the patriarch Abraham, thinking that surely by keeping the law that they could be justified. But we know that this is not true. You can't be justified by the law by the things that you do. It just doesn't work like that. John saying, Indeed, I baptise with you with water under repentance, but he that is coming after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptise you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. The Lamb, the Passover Lamb, the spotless Lamb, selfless, without spot or wrinkle. And in the first epistle of Peter, Peter writes that Jesus was without guile. A Lamb is a perfect picture of someone or something without guile. A lamb is completely selfless. Unlike other animals and certainly unlike us, a lamb is completely selfless. It never knocks another lamb aside to get at the trough. They always share. They are completely without guile or deception. And this is what uh, Peter was talking about when he said that our Lord was without guile and without deception. There's no fine print attached to salvation. There's no fine print at all. There's no clause that will catch us out. We only need to believe on the shed blood of our Lord and Saviour, the spotless Lamb of God who willingly lent, went to Calvary to redeem each and every one of us back to himself thank you
Well, and we need to give thanks for the prophets who spoke about these things all through the Old Testament to prepare the world for the coming of our Lord and Saviour. John, who was considered to be the greatest of all the prophets, saw an eternal kingdom of redeemed sinners made up of Jews and Gentiles alike, with sins paid for, the sacrifice of our Lord and Saviour sufficient to cover every sin, every shortcoming that we have. And uh, today we would do well to remember these events that are chronicled here in Matthew's Gospel and in the other Gospels as well, where John was introducing the world to its own, to its salvation, to its Messiah, looking always ahead to the time when the kingdom would be established, all things made complete, the law fulfilled, and complete fulfilment for each and every one of us. Today we would do well to remember these things. This is the substance of things hoped for in Hebrews chapter 1. The faith that we have in these events, that we and each and every one of us, by faith in our Lord and Saviour, can be delivered from the terrible times that lie ahead for those who have heard the gospel message and rejected it. This is the good news that we can celebrate today and praise God for his love and his grace and his mercy that he sacrificed his only son that we could be set free for all of eternity from the burden of sin and guilt that we carry and one day see our Lord and Saviour in all his glory. One of the hymns that we, ring, that we sing sometimes has the words, glorious things of thee are spoken. And this is what the Apostle John was talking about. Glorious things that will one day be completely understood. We will behold these things. We will not only see them with our eyes, but we'll understand them with our hearts. And the day is coming when faith will give way to sight. We will actually see these things that we hold in our hearts today and be able to fully comprehend and understand the love and the grace and the mercy that have been extended to each and every one of us. Thank you, Lord, and we thank you for the opportunity to celebrate these things today. All praise and honour and glory belong to our Lord and Saviour who sacrificed all for you and for me.